Hello everybody, if you're thinking about moving to Palm Beach or Boca Raton area or anywhere around there in Florida or just want to know what it's like there to vacation or visit, this is the episode for you. You can see to my left or right, I always get this messed up, I can point the right way at least now. I'm Michelle So, Boca Belisari. Belisari or Belisari? Belisari. Belisari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it right. And we'll be with <laughs> with her in a minute. This is Wanna Move There, the show giving central Pennsylvanians the info they need to decide whether they want to move to another place outside of an area or maybe buy, buy a vacation home or just vacation or whatever. I'm your host, Derek Bixler, realtor of 15 years. I grew up on the hill in Harrisburg, went to Mechanicsburg High School, go Wildcats, and went up to uh, Penn College of Technology in Williamsport. Uh, been back here ever since, had a few sales jobs before I started selling real estate 15 glorious years ago go commercial and residential call me uh text me email me throw a rock through my window send a carrier pigeon if you need to buy or sell a home we still need the inventory pretty bad and we'll talk about that a little bit with michelle what it's like down there uh a reminder to ask a question in the comments if you have a question for myself or more importantly for michelle about palm beach or boca raton or anything down in florida um or if you're just a friend of one of ours and want to say hi put that in there and if we don't see it while we're going which is quite possible because there's a lot going on with all the buttons and everything we'll come back later Later and address your comment and a reminder that the replays do live on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. And on iTunes and Spotify, my other show, Michelle, uh, we got 102 episodes deep and I wasn't putting them on to an audio player and then I got too far and I didn't, it's, you know, a lot of copy and pasting. Um, so I never even started, but this one is on there already. The first two episodes are already on there. So this will be in audio format on iTunes and Spotify and all the audio places. So everybody can catch it wherever they like to catch their content. Um, and without further ado, I will shut up and bring in Michelle of So Boca. And we changed your, that's, that's your branding right there. Hashtag So Boca. And it yes. has to have three O's. And if anybody searches that, they're going to, uh, find you. Very tongue so, in very tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being with us. No, thanks for having me on. I love this. I think you know my daughter lives in the Pittsburgh area. So there you go. I got a little Pennsylvania connection there. But we're Ohio State fans, so shh. <laughs> that makes sense. We have a lot of Ohio State, especially that way, obviously. We yeah. have a lot of that. Maybe you can hook me up with a realtor from out there. I'd like to do an episode on Pittsburgh area if you oh, know anybody. Sure. I could find Absolutely. somebody, too, but if you know no, somebody. I've got some good contacts there for you. Sweet. Yeah. I'll hit you up. So tell us a little bit about your background, uh, when you were little, where you grew up, what you were like when you were little, all that kind of stuff. So the big surprise is I'm Canadian. I actually grew up in Canada until I was about 15. Born in Vancouver, lived in Calgary, moved uh, down to Boca Raton uh, back in 1978. So uh, my dad built uh, with a, a, a company here, the first water slide, which was in the Lighthouse Point Pompano Beach area, believe it or not. And so he moved us to South Florida and we've been vacationing in Fort Lauderdale uh, around the Oakland Park A1A area for a couple of years. Somehow we landed in Boca, which, you know, when you're in high school in 10th grade, you're not too happy about having your parents move you and then move you to a different country completely was just, oh my gosh, what the heck are you doing? But well, that's also climate ever. change big time, Huge. too, because where you were like a skier snow bunny and then you turned into to uh, I think what's the beach equivalent? I was more uh, into like the uh, the tubing. I loved like doing the tubes down the hills and ice skating. Uh, but, yeah, it was a big change and uh, went to Boca High here in beautiful Boca Town, which at the time was the only community high school here. Uh, my husband went there. He was a year ahead of me. 
I'm still friends with the same people that I went to high school with here. So I've been here about 44 years, but I'm also still friends thanks to social media and Facebook with all of my friends up in London, Ontario, which is awesome because with Clubhouse, which is where you and I met, there's a lot of Canadians on there and in particular where I'm from. So it's kind of cool to have that little interesting connection. So went to University of Florida, I'm a Gator um, and uh, studied uh, advertising at the College of Journalism and then segued into consumer health product sales with Menon, which is Speedstick and Baby Magic. And then 10 years with Warner Lambert, which is now Pfizer. So Listerine, uh, Lubriderm, Sudafed, Schick razors, all those things, and then pharmaceutical sales. And then I got into, in 2003, real estate. So that's about it. I'm married 32 years. I've got two adult uh, children, Kylie and Allie, my millennials. One's a flight attendant and one's a professional photographer. Do you get flight deals out of that? Hell yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. She was probably like, do you think I should take this job? And you're like, hell yeah. Or at least a couple of years, maybe see where um, it leads. Yeah, <laughs> I tell her, don't you ever quit. Uh, but yeah, our whole family gets flight benefits, uh, which is nice. So we do fly standby for the most part all the time. We've um, done that over to Europe too. Uh, she kind of knows how to pick those loads really well. So we've never had too much of a problem. When when we go international, we do have to pay like the taxes and stuff, but it's substantially less than, you know, other flights. Um, it's been really kind of a lot of fun for us because I can just say, hey, I want to come to Pittsburgh for the weekend. We look at the loads and I just jump on and off and running and I go. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah. Once it's at your fingertips, now you're going to start traveling like crazy, and uh, you could again, get addicted. Yeah, and that's a big part of it. I just oh, look yeah. at was looking at like all no, uh, New Zealand. Yeah, it's like nine grand a person or something like very, that. Very I, was, I was like, whoa! I knew it was going to be thousands, but I I remember I was like, whoa! That that was just the Google like the average price yeah. that came up, but yeah. still, that's yeah. nuts. So, um, so even a little during... bit off. During the shutdown, the one thing that really bubbled up for me is how much I missed traveling. And I remember saying to my husband, we had been invited uh, through Kylie's friend to a beautiful wedding um, in Paris in 2018. And, you know, we go to the Bahamas and we travel around. And this was like the first time we were going to go away, away like that. And finally, I just looked at him and said, you know what? We we love this family. Let's let's do it. You know, and then the next year, the other daughter got married. Amazing wedding in Tuscany. We went to that. And I, after the shutdown, I said, aren't you glad we did that? And he said, oh my gosh, yeah. Like that. that's a big like aha moment where you go, that's why you don't put off doing these kind of things. If the opportunity presents itself and the affordability of it can present itself. And we travel on a shoestring budget, by the way. We're not fancy. So <laughs> I'm telling you the flight, cause I could, if I'm going by myself, like I call them my selfie trips or whatever, yeah. which Sarasota is actually one of those trips. That's yeah, why yeah. I'm jumping out of, I usually go to a mountain biking bucket list place or something, but uh, that's why I have to skydive or do something to make it worth my selfie trip. Right. Down I there. totally get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I could, I mean, I'm getting an Airbnb down there. It's a whole house for like a third of the price of the hotel. Not cause I couldn't get it, but just cause I like to do, I could stay in a tent in the woods. So the flight, if the flight was free, I'd be going <laughs> all over the place. I could just, if it's a couple of days, I could just sit on the side and wake up. We're going to start doing again. Now that things are somewhat, um, more open, you know? So 
we're looking forward to it. I'm going like uh, up to Pittsburgh um, in October and a couple of other things, and I'll see you in Sarasota. But I'm going to drive over to Sarasota. Yeah, that's probably more yeah, uh, more the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, in uh, when you moved, did you what, did you, were you in like band or sports or anything in tenth grade? Were you deep in tenth grade? Was it hard to move other than just the culture move. and weather? Yeah, it was a little different. Um, but you know, I was very fortunate because I ended up meeting a group of uh, my girlfriends. They came knocking on our door selling M and M's for band, and um, so I had done cheerleading when I was up in you know Canada and came down here and failed at it miserably because it's more competitive style here. And so I went into band and I was a pom-pom girl shocker at that one. Um, so that was like the extent of my athletics in high school. But when I was younger, I played like soccer and volleyball and stuff like that. But for the most part, I, you know, coming down here was pretty cool. You know, we had the beaches, um, the drinking age was like 18, nobody really, bothered with that too much it was a, a completely... was that one like gidget was big ha 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 no is it no <laughs> <Not> that old <laughs> what'd you say you moved in uh you said you moved 78. in 78 right like wasn't greece. that how about greece the movie greece, greece was then yeah when it was gidget 60s I don't, if it's before your time, you tend to like mash it all together. Like, no, we were more like coming off of Jaws. So here I am moving okay. to South Florida in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just everything here is just, it's a very cool lifestyle, you know, boating, fishing, uh, outdoor activities, you know, all throughout the year for the most part. Um, I, I love where I live and thus I started this brand. So Boca uh, back in 2017, because I was out and about doing short form videos uh, and Facebook lives when that first started at nonprofit events. We are very philanthropic community here. And so there's always something going on where you can highlight a nonprofit. And so I would go live and everybody would want to go on the live because nobody really knew how to do them. So uh, I was driving along one day and somebody cut me off which is kind of typical, you know, driving traffic here can get kind of hairy, especially in season. I said, oh my God, that's so Boca. And uh, I called my daughter and I said, I think I have a name for something. And I've been thinking like maybe I should just like start something. And I started it on Instagram. And then it's just morphed from there over the last few years. And honestly, I say I started in 2017. It really didn't take off um, and where I was really more focused on it until about 2018, 2019. And that's when I was like, this is really a personal brand and it's not just a creative outlet. And how can I layer my real estate business into this without being all salesy? Because I hate that. And so I drop in a few things here and there. I love doing uh, 11 reasons to move to Lighthouse Point, for example, which is just to the south of me. So I just did that. I've got pros and cons of living in Boca Raton on my YouTube channel, on the blog. Um, you know, I love showcasing the communities where I am selling property. So I sold a property up in Wellington during the pandemic, and I did a whole blog post on, you know, things to do in Wellington. Um, I had a brunch in Palm Beach. Um right before again right before the pandemic hit and um at the colony hotel and i did a whole thing at you know at the colony hotel and how cool that is and things to do in palm beach you know i mean we have so much here and boca is at the southern end of palm beach county so when you're looking at south florida you've got miami which is an hour to the south you've got fort lauderdale which is 30 minutes to the south 
Then you go just to the north and you've got West Palm and Palm Beach. And at the very top is Jupiter. Um, and that's gorgeous. I mean, we just have a really cool area. But the funny thing is, is that we're very central to everything. So even like this past weekend, I was showing property in the western part of the county and did some stories on Soboka because that's a totally different feel. It's more ag, it's more rural, um, it's less crowded. You could be driving out there and you see the horse crossing signs and you know, you'll see cows in a pasture. I've run into like peacocks and stuff. Um, when you go that far west, it's a totally different feel than if you're here over on the east side and the beach side. Uh, but the nice thing is you're less than 30 minutes away. So you could work in Boca and live somewhere else if you wanted to or vice versa. It's it's uh, good. And then we also have the bright line now. Uh, we're building a station uh, which was put on hold due to everything. But now the Brightline station is coming. So they've got Brightline in Miami and Fort Lauderdale and West Palm. So we're going to be able to jump on that. That's a train? Not Yes, it's the fastest Like a high train. speed one? Super excited. Mm -hmm. Super huh. excited. Not a, like a maglev. No, no. It's just one that just goes from say, but a like high speed. Fort Lauderdale huh. and has the one stop. So it's not stopping now. We have tri-rail here, which my daughter takes up from the airport and sometimes down because of her being a flight attendant. Um, and so that has multiple stops, whereas this is not, but we're super pumped about that because I love going to our Basel in Miami and I really, I've, I've paid for Uber to go down there and it's expensive. Whereas this, this is like going to be great. Like I'm not going to have to drive to West Palm um, or Fort Lauderdale to catch the train. And that was the missing link. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it makes it cool for visiting or vacationing too, because totally. then you can go to one place and you can travel and you don't have to have a rental car. Or even if you do have a rental car, you can kind of lounge and take a trip and that well, sounds great. And, and Boca's a little expensive. So from a from a housing perspective, um, you don't have to live here to work here. That's going to allow more people who want to stay where they are or live somewhere a little less expensive, an option other than having to drive here every day. Totally. So what anywhere on that rail line, like we were talking actually before, before yeah. we got on up here, we're thinking everything's the same down there. Isn't it all just beaches and it's beach town. It's all the same. So is it like that? Does the climate vary? What's the climate like where you are? Is it sunny all the time? Tell us what it's like. <laughs> you know, one of the, well, I think one of the cons that I had in my pros and cons video was oh, the con. It's just sunny here all the time. If you can't handle the sun, um, it's sunny here a lot. Um, and you know, we do get some cool weather, especially, uh, st usually starting around November, you can kind of feel it. I actually could feel like a little bit this week where it just wasn't quite as hot, hot, uh, summers are hot here. Um, you know, we're in the high nineties, the heat index is definitely well over a hundred. The humidity is, you know, it's, it's a lot, but you know, we're kind of used to it. And so the flip side is it's not as crowded here in the summer when it's as hot. So there's less waiting around to get into restaurants and things like that. But, um, I would say our ideal weather is like November through March, maybe April. It's like just perfect. Cause the humidity is much lower. Um, we are and what's perfect, like seventies, eighties. Oh yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Really nice. <laughs> Um, we do have hurricane season here from June 1st to November 30th. So that is, you know, one thing that um, um, 
we talk about, and I do have a big blog post on soboca.com uh, that hopefully helps people who are newer to our area understand that we can really, really prepare. It's it's a it's a, it's a, one of those scenarios where you can prepare a lot ahead um, and um, protect your home, your valuables, and things like that. You can also leave uh, if you want to, because we always have such a big heads up as to when there is a named storm and the direction. Well, half the time they don't get that right, but at least you know you can prep for it. So does have construction methods changed? I'm guessing the older oh, yeah. homes. You got to do a little bit more. You have to make some adjustments to or change to withstand. And then the newer homes are, are made a whole different way or, yeah, or what have they done? In, um, uh, in the 90s, early 90s, Hurricane Andrew hit and it was devastating to Miami. Uh, we were very fortunate that we did not get hit. Um, and they changed all the code after that. And it made a big, big, big difference. Um, when Hurricane Irma hit the lower keys and the keys pretty hard. I think it was three years ago. Um, you know, the, the, part of the problem was there was a lot of mobile land combos, uh, which I had owned one for a long time and recently sold it. Um, and so, you know, they're just not built to withstand that. Now there are modulars that are. And so there are, you know, different types of homes that are, but yeah, they changed all of that, which is good. Like in people, you can have shutters on your windows and get hurricane impact glass and but our insurance rates are a little high here and they did go up this year again so that's the one thing if you're buying property here uh you're probably going to have a little bit of a sticker shock with your insurance for your home yeah that was going to be one of my my questions so down there is it like everybody how far inland do you have to go before you don't have to get I don't know. Or is it pretty I much all of you. Florida? You got something. Yeah. And we're very limited on carriers. So my homeowner's insurance, I think is right now is around $7,300 a year. And that, but that includes the hurricane rider or insurance or whatever no, it's also. windstorm and homeowners, but good luck trying to get anything. <laughs> So do so. they make the roofs? Well, every time I'm in an area like that, now that I'm thinking about it, they never have shingle roofs. And I'm thinking it's just an architectural style. They like the Spanish kind of like tile thing, or there's always, the roofs are always really nice whenever I go to places like that. They're never just, up here is just these asphalt shingles and no, you might have, have architectural here. shingle. But. We, I, I, yeah, we definitely have some shingle here for sure. A um, lot of tile and uh, metal roofs are very popular because they last a long time. Like we replaced our very old roof when citizens kicked us off finally. Um, and we decided to go with a metal roof because we don't Is have that louder? to do anything. No, it's not. That's everybody asked me that. I'm like, no, if anything, it's kind of relaxing, you know, like you don't, it's not loud at all. I'd like it at night. Actually. I'd turn a noise machine. Hey, Google yeah, right? play what white noise. That That's AS, every night. ASMR or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you really don't hear anything though, which is nice. And that and does it uh does it rain once a day like it does someplace? I feel like sometimes it, it comes in right now, thunderstorms for ten minutes and then the rest of the day yeah, is perfect. Yeah, usually in the summer we get those tropical afternoon storms. Not every day. Some summers are rainier than others. You know, like it's raining here today, which kind of surprises me, but it's kind of nice because it cools. It sure. Yeah. <laughs> And then it makes you appreciate the day after because you need those. Yes, and down then I'm days. so happy for the sunshine. 
And then what about snow? Does it ever snow or ice or sleet no, or hail or any of that kind of stuff? Once, and it was right before I moved down here. So it was a while ago. No, no snow. Once before you moved down there. Yeah. And you history. Coming, okay. I think. Yeah. So if you don't like snow, you're really, really in luck down there. Yeah. That's perfect. And then the landscape you touched on a little bit, it's, is mostly flat in the clubhouse room. What last night, actually, Taylor, were you in there? Taylor asked Uh a question about what is the flattest uh, state in the U S and the, uh, the shoddy website that he calls it or whatever language he uses, uh, said it was Kansas, but then Fred chimed in. He was one of the the celebrity circles. people, And he said, no, it's Florida is the flattest state. And there were actually like five others that beat out Kansas too. But then I started questioning, what are you actually Googling? Is it the flattest or Taylor? I think his question was the least mountainous or something. So that would definitely be Florida. It could be the flattest on average when you average it all out, but one might have a big mountain, which then, takes it out of the running for something else. There are but no mountains here other than there are no mountains here. Because <laughs> the Appalachian Mountains end in Georgia, which would be right above okay. you. So they don't they don't probably don't come down there. So it is mostly flat. That's why bike riders like it down there, right? It's a little hilly here and there, which is nice, depending like once you get out of South Florida, it, when you start getting into like northern Florida, I mean it's still pretty flat though. I mean it's just not much. And then what about, there are woods though, because I've been down there and I've gone on hikes oh, sure. and there are panthers, watch out for panther signs. And <laughs> we have a lot you know of me, I'm pra- I'm like, please let me see a panther. When do they come out? <laughs> Desk, that's when I'm going to go hike. Um, Good luck. I mean, if you see one, take a picture. But yeah, I mean, and you know, we have the beautiful Everglades uh, just south of me and to the west of me. And, um, you know, it's very protected. I'm glad that you know, I've been able to drive back and forth on Alligator Alley for many, many years. So I remember driving on Alligator Alley over to the Naples area when it was a two-lane road. Very dangerous back in the day. And then they, you know, redid it and whatnot. It's it's really pretty because when you're driving across there, if you're even if you're the driver, you see some wildlife, man. It's pretty cool. You know, and they do have locations where you can stop and observe as well, which is pretty neat. Or you can take a fan boat or so. I remember when I was little, you we went take... through something and they said, don't touch the sawgrass. Have you ever touched the sawgrass? No. <laughs> don't touch the sawgrass. <laughs> I won't touch the sawgrass. Because <laughs> especially because you're moving, it probably wouldn't be bad if you just touched oh, it, but yeah, you're no, moving. No, no, that would hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I, of course, did it. It got cut. Of course, cut. you did. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. So how far is the Everglades from you if somebody was driving from there oh, to well, take a tour a or something? Lookout. Out west, I would say probably like 15, 20 minutes to the west of me, out in Deer, like West Deerfield, West Boca. There's a lookout there. There's and then other outdoors, and then other outdoor stuff would be water sports stuff. Or, oh, tons boating. Fishing. Then you go out to the ocean direction yeah. when you start doing the other stuff. So my husband is a sport fish captain. He has a charter uh, boat that we're gonna uh, start chartering here soon, called the Bella Sea. It's a 42 foot post and, um, you know, they fish for mahi, snapper, sailfish, um, wahoo, all the big like salt water sport fishing. He's been doing that for years and years and years and, uh, you know, diving, snorkeling here, um, you know, kite surfing. It's really cool to see the kite surfers, especially. Um, you see a lot when, it's, when it gets really windy here and, and especially during winter, uh, you know, the swells are really good. The surfers are out there and the windsurfers are out there. It's pretty fun to watch. Pretty cool. We do have like up and down the coastline, 
a very active surfing community. Yeah, kite surfing is on my list to learn, except nobody oh, does it, it here and you have to take lessons. As soon as I started looking into it, everything's like, you have to get lessons, have to, I would imagine, you're getting yeah. lifted up and, and swung it's around, people get hurt. Yeah, yeah, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and there's a, a very famous surf shop um, about 30 minutes up the road from me on A1A called Nomad. And look that up and Google it. I have a whole article coming out on surfing. They've been here since I've been in high school and longer than that. And it's really got some great history and uh, pretty cool. And then we've got Island Water Sports down in Deerfield Beach. Um, and that has an amazing history. And they just named um, when the beach park there after the owner of that who passed away uh, several years ago. So we've got we've got a lot of active, you know, uh, so what is the main industry here. down there? That's a perfect segue actually into the this next question is, is it the tourism and the, the entertainment yeah, and all I that? Would, I would say um, our industries here, like tourism, big time, right? So that's huge. Um, international trade. We are a gateway for international trade, South America, Europe. Um, I would also say- Legal and also, illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Always it's notorious for like Always Scarface or something. <laughs> um, agriculture, you know, orange groves. Uh, we've got a lot of farms still around West Boca, West Delray. Um, and what do they farm? Oh gosh, because um, here we got corn and soy, corn, say, soy tomatoes, over there. You got corn, <laughs> oranges, you know, all that kind of stuff in in Florida. So that's a big part of our our. Um, you know, what, what's going on here. And then also, um, I would say real estate, real estate is always a big driver here in South Florida in particular, whether it's commercial or residential, uh, you have areas like Miami. If someone were to come to me and say, I want to move to Miami, I would connect them with a Miami realtor. It's got a totally different vibe. It's a, a really, cool city they've got a lot going on with tech that's another emerging market here is tech which is great um the miami mayor got on twitter and it just took off from there and so we are attracting some tech companies and whatnot but um we've got a lot going on here i mean it's broken down into south florida is really three counties you've got palm beach broward and day focus sits really nicely between all of that we have a private inter, you know, international airport here with a customs facility. I was there on Friday night for a event uh, to support Habitat. And, um, you know, really, really cool that we, we have this at our fingertips. And then we're in between two international airports, uh, Palm Beach PBI, Palm Beach International and Fort Lauderdale, FLL. But then you've got Miami International as well. So it, we're really, really well located. Yeah. And what is it like when you're driving somewhere, if you're driving that 30 minute commute or, or is that the average commute? I don't even know here. The it average depends. commute is probably 20 minutes or something, but yeah, it really is it, depends. is it a highway or are you stopped? No, no. I mean, listen, 95 gets, you know, bottlenecked at certain times of the day, like any major, you know, community location, you know, leave 20 minutes before that happens, leave 20 minutes after, you know, time it right. And you, you should be fine, but every once in a while, and here's my, my, my hack. Know the shortcuts. Dixie Highway is a great shortcut. If you see things are bottlenecking, get off and jump on Dixie because that goes north-south. You know, jump off and get on military to the west of 95. That goes north-south. Like there's hacks, you know. 
That's why you talk to somebody that's been living there for 44 years. Is that what it was? (laughs) Yeah, they can tell you all the best ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably, I would guess, I never thought about this before either, but the travel everywhere around the country, world, I guess, should be getting better because more people are working where they are rather than driving. So you would think the commutes and and everything's getting more flexible too. So everybody that has to drive at nine and has to drive at five isn't necessarily the thing anymore. I mean, I'm sure it is a thing, but as realtors, I I never really even notice it because I kind of schedule everything around not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay, so it's not too bad. It's not like like uh, New York City or Philly. It's not or LA some, traffic. Yeah, Although LA. Miami, if you're going to Miami, time it because that gets pretty bottleneck. But I mean, they're just like I said, certain times of the day, you just you just know what you know, so you just plan accordingly. <laughs> and hey, nice. you know what? Sometimes it's nice just to take a drive down A one A down the beach. You know, is that's that very what would relaxing. be your favorite thing to do? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, and what else? So we talked about surfing. I think we talked about the water sports. You talked about fishing, which I've actually done down there, uh, from Key Largo. We stayed, it was mahi, mahi dolphin. I still call it dolphin fish or something. Yeah. I just remember mahi, mahi, not flipper. I had never, I suck at fishing. We never catch anything anytime I go. I don't really oh, you know. You have to come down here. We'll catch we did that time though. That's why it was like, whoa, he's like, watch this. Look for the birds. He's like, that's where they are, because I guess the they ch- yeah. the they chase the small fish up, and then the birds eat the. So he's yeah. looking. We'll go over there, throw a bunch of rods in, wait ten minutes, and they just start coming. And then the skipper pulls out these big hook things and just starts hooking all these fish. Call the it was yeah, <laughs> it was insane. I, I've never. I was like, wow. And then I we know. went back and they cool. filleted them for us and everything. It was pretty awesome. Oh, so you're gonna do delicious. like exactly that? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Exactly. And then you can, what kind of fish? Can you do like a, like a, a trophy fish kind of thing too? Well, you know, usually it's catch and release. So you don't, you know, you know, keep them. You want other people to be able to enjoy them and um, set them free. So sailfish, swordfish. Um, is that standard practice now? People don't take yeah, them as trophies. Yes. They, yeah, I don't, you can tell I don't There's hunt. There's or... many ways to show off your catch. You don't have to keep it oh yeah i've seen on dirty jobs or something like a, a replica they make really yeah, like you could get the actual many. fish you got absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly you know yeah and that's cool with, you know with everything now with cameras on the phones and video i mean really it's not like it was 30 years ago you know and then what about like concerts and like if somebody needs to see Justin Bieber in concert, is there a giant stadium somewhere? <laughs> so Ours is literally in- called the giant stadium because yeah, right? Fields. But um, um, so not in Boca, but we have uh, BB&T Center, which is down in West Fort Lauderdale. So that's where a lot of the concerts are um, up in South Florida uh, Fairgrounds. You Well, they used to call it Cruise Inn. I don't know what they call it now, but um, they've got the outdoor amphitheater. We do have an amphitheater here in Boca. We have one also out in West. But they tend to attract smaller groups and bands and cover bands and whatnot. Um, and of course, we have the hard rock. Hard rock with the big uh, guitar that you can see from everywhere now out in Hollywood. They just redid their amphitheater there or their big concert. And let me tell you something. It's fantastic. And that's a great venue because it's also a smaller venue. 
and um the acoustics are fantastic plus it's the hard rock so the memorabilia and stuff there is great the restaurants right there at the hotel are great so my husband and i we will go and see some of the smaller you know concerts there um i've seen heart there um i'm trying to think huey lewis was there um uh, we saw um who the heck did we see there recently well they before have the comedians there Oh, they have comedians of everything. I think I just saw something that Tim Allen was going to be there. I just got something that came across um, from that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that there, again, we have Kravitz Center, which is in West Palm, more theater-based, Broward Center of the Performing Arts, more theater-based. But we saw Bonnie Raitt there. You know, the acoustics are good. And it's a smaller crowd versus stadium. And then, of course, you've got Hard Rock Stadium where the – Dolphins play and um, University of Miami. But here in Boca, we do have a stadium because FAU, Florida Atlantic University is here. Um, they've got a fantastic football team. We also host the Boca Raton Bowl, which is a, you know, an ESPN Bowl. Um, I'm a community captain for that. I think I'm going on my seventh or eighth year doing that. And um, so th there's a lot going on here sports-wise too, because we have Lynn University, we've got Palm Beach State College, um, and then we've got FAU right here in Boca. I'm sure I'm missing something, but those are the three that are coming to mind. And then, of course, you've got University of Miami to the south. You've got Broward County Community College. You've got a lot, Nova, FIU. Lots yeah. So actually, a lot of the industry is also education, like up here, too. There's lots of colleges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Which is absolutely huge, huge business, actually, I guess, yeah. well, now that I think Big about it. Big time business. Yeah. yeah. So street fairs and stuff like that, is there, do they do that down there? Like first Thursdays or Fridays or whatever that is? They were, uh, I'm sure they're going to start coming back at some point. Um, but yeah, definitely. And those are so much fun. You and know, like arts um, fests and, and, and fireworks on 4th of July and all that yeah, kind of stuff. I do a 4th of July blog post. And uh, again, this past year, not so much, but over the years, they do a lot of, of, of uh, fireworks and events. And so it'll be interesting to see what moving forward they do. Um, so I update certain blog posts, their annual blog posts. So I update them based on what's going on and, uh, you know, where we're at right now. So it's timely. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And people can probably sign up, which we'll plug that and how people can get all your blog information if they're coming down there. Yeah, Obviously, you're the person yeah, to talk yeah. to. So what about family stuff? Are there playgrounds and parks and schools? And, and we can't really talk about what schools are better than other schools, but we can talk about sometimes in general, some areas, people just, let's just say that there aren't public every, schools or everybody goes will, to private. Here's what I will say as a realtor, we cannot like get into anything like that. Um, we have something for everyone here. Something for everyone here. And if people want to check out crime or schools, they can go to the Palm Beach County, you know, um, school district website. They can go to the Broward County website. They can go to niche.com to look for crime stats, go to local police departments to see what's going on and uh, determine, you know, what they need to determine. And then what about playgrounds and that kind of thing? I'm a mom of millennials. There's tons of parks here. So there's tons and tons of 
parks for everyone here. What about pools? We have township. Everybody, every township has a pool, but I'm thinking down there, a lot of people have their own pools. uh, Here's the thing. We have a community pool at Meadows Park. However, a lot of people have their own pools and a lot of communities have their own pools. So we have a lot of gated communities here and homeowners associations. And a lot of times they have their own uh, community pool. Totally. And then is there anything else people need to know when they're choosing a place to live? Just um, research it. Take a drive around, research it, ask friends who are already living here. Um, look at local blogs, you know, listen to local podcasts. Um, and you'll get to know some of the, the uh, businesses here and, you know, the general vibe of the different cities, because we have a lot of cities up and down the coastline. So we've got Boca, Delray, Boynton, Lantana, Lake Worth, Hypoluxa, West Palm. And then if you go to the west, you've got like Green Acres, Wellington, Royal Palm Beach, the Acreage. If you go to the south, you've got Deerfield, Lighthouse Point, Hillsborough Beach, Hillsborough Mile, um, Coral Springs, Parkland. I mean, we've got all these little <laughs> things going on and, and they're all different. So you just have to, you know, if you're thinking of moving here, spend some time here, drive around, get a feel, go to the local restaurants, check out the local shops. You know, if you want, if you're a beach person, then you want to be on the east side. If you don't care so much, then maybe central or west is fine for you. Typically a little less expensive and you get more house. The further east you come, more expensive, not as much house. (laughs) So... Is that true of, well, wait, we'll wait till we get to the last, to the pricing question there, but I have a question about that. Um, so yeah. what about, is there anything you guys are known for? Uh, like what's a, is there any food that you, that's quintessential? We are so like, freaking eclectic here. It's awesome. Um, I did a pros and cons video um, about Boca, but then I did another one where I partnered up with an agent in New Jersey and she said, if you're leave, living in New Jersey and you want to move here. So I did a whole video. And, you know, one of the things about living here is there's everything. No matter what you love, there's every type of food, every type of uh, restaurant, bar, uh, from food trucks to, you know, uh, like you said, the street fairs. I mean, we've got everything here. I would say we're known for our beaches, beautiful beaches, especially in Boca. Uh, the lifestyle here is, I mean, hands down, it's fantastic. Um, I, I can't say enough about the phil- philanthropy here in Boca Raton and our surrounding communities. Uh, the nonprofits are very, very front and center. People support them, promote them, and help them. And it's every type of nonprofit that you can think of. So I mentioned I was at a Habitat event on Friday. Um, junior league is here so if somebody is in a junior league somewhere else we've got a very thriving junior league here that raises a ton of money uh for different nonprofits. we've got family promise here which is helping homeless people which i love that um we've just got everything that you can imagine here food banks etc um and then the flip side is the shopping is you know world-renowned shopping here uh all over south florida for whatever you're looking for. So we're no, we're known for a lot of stuff here. It's hard to pick one thing. <laughs> so now let's talk about what people can get for their money down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the first I'll ask you the question that I was going to ask you a second ago is, does it cost more? You said the further east you come. 
uh, and you're probably talking about more like inland to the east. But if you're on coast to coast, what's the what's the comparison? So, so it was funny because I was looking, I'm doing a little research here, and um, I pulled up um, price point between two hundred fifty thousand and a million. There was about three hundred fifty six listings active right now in Boca, and um, total no price point. It was about 811 listings right now. Um, but then I drilled down and was looking at ocean and intercoastal. And there was about 78 listings active between 250,000 and wait for it, 24 million. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say if you're looking for a condo, that's the 250 range. Okay. If you're and a condo... As I always try to remind people, it does not mean an apart. Although we'll delete it, it doesn't automatically mean an apartment style thing that you're buying. It could be Most a townhouse or a does. house or whatever. But down here, you are talking about when you say condo, you are talking about something that is probably like an apartment type thing. Yeah, it's definitely more that style. Occasionally, you will find a townhouse community that's a condo um, community. The way that they wrote their docks and stuff but usually it's the buildings that you see you know rising up two stories sometimes they're just one story but most of the time they're you know low rises and high rises uh boca has very specific restrictions and and things like that so you, you don't see too too much like if you look at us versus miami it's a noticeable difference um the tallest building here is the boca resort which is now called the boca raton it was uh bought a uh, year or so ago, and they're doing a complete remodel. It's gorgeous, historic, fantastic. It's the pink hotel. You can see it from everywhere. Very iconic. Um, when you start getting into the... Uh, how many how many beds is that condo? Is that like a two-bedroom, three-bedroom, yeah, one-bedroom? Usually, I'd say two. It depends. Depends on the location, what's been done to it, etc. cetera. Um, Single-family homes, definitely. I, I, not in Boca so much, but you can certainly find single family homes in the 350 range, but they're not going to be a ton. When you start getting into the 500 range, then you're looking at, you know, single family. Like I'm looking, doing some searches right now. Um, it's not including Boca because the client is looking from uh, Boynton to like West Palm. And we're seeing, you know, some nice properties in that range. Um, million dollar range. Um, you definitely can get something. A lot of times they're going to need some work, you know, um, sometimes the more expensive ones. Yeah. They're in single family home. They're in uh, gated communities a lot of times, but we also have many non-gated communities here that have a variety of price points. So I, as I like to say, there's a price point for everyone. And if you aren't going to be in Boca, you certainly have other options to be close to Boca. Um, but the market's tight, you know, the inventory levels are low. And so, um, you know, if you see something, you like it, make an offer. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned uh, something that's pretty much foreign to us for the most part here. We have associations, but usually there's not very many amenities and the, the association fee is yeah. not very high and it's not gated or anything. So, uh, yeah. I think that's something that's a lot more common down there are the gated communities. So school us on what a gated community is and maybe what you would get and maybe what the cost of, of that, like five, you know, if you got depends. something. Um, so you have a couple of different types of gated communities. You've got a regular gated community that um, 
might have a clubhouse, just a regular monthly maintenance. And that, that literally means there's a fence around the entire yeah. uh, and maybe subdivision. You've got securities, either a person or you're punching into a, a box. Uh, and why is that? is that? I've always wondered this. <laughs> Maybe you don't have an answer. Like That's gates. just because people Privacy. like the, but there never was a problem that people said, oh, we got to gate everything. They just kind of, that's how they I did think it. It depends on where you come from. Some people are used to living in gated communities, other places. And then we've got gated ones here. And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't live in a gated community, but, you know, there's a ton of non-gated as well as gated. And some are just very simple gated communities. And, a sense of security, I think, for some people. And then you also have gated communities that have an equity buy-in. So it's a membership community. So if you want to uh, have a golf membership, tennis membership, social membership, um, you have to also uh, purchase equity. And that can range from 25000 at purchase on all the way up, plus monthly fees with that, not including your quarterly maintenance. So... There's, there's so then do you have country choices. clubs down there too? That's what those are. They're basically country clubs. Yeah. So if somebody was in a country club here and they like that lifestyle, maybe a gated community is the perfect way to go. Perfect and community You for got them. it all right there. Yeah. You got and it. then down too, there are no amenities, but it's just gated. So they're all kind of yeah, different but ones. Yeah, some that just have like, you know, just gated. <laughs> so what, what would a monthly fee be there? They like, range. I would say... Um, anywhere from usually I don't see anything under 350 these days. It's it. I mean, it ranges. I mean, there are some that just have no fees at all. And then some that do, but it, it really varies. I couldn't even like pinpoint a price at this point. And then what, well, the 350 was because we're at like 100. If I see anything above like 150, yeah, then I would I'm say asking with the questions. Amenities, you're looking at at least 250 or higher. At least. And then what um, about condos? Is that a equivalent kind of monthly fee thing? And obviously that depends on the depends age on the of the condo. building. And that's a big thing right now too, right? I'm sorry? That's a big thing too now, right? The age of all these condo buildings around yeah, the country. Yeah, so and... when Surfside, the, the tragedy at Surfside happened, it really shone the light on um, condo boards, condo maintenance fees, condo assessments, and quite a few things. Um, and so if you're looking to buy a condo here, you definitely want to make sure that your reserves are healthy in that building. Um, what assessments have they done? What assessments are coming up? Um, has there been any infighting with the board about getting things done? Are are you walking around the building now? Like I, I, I can't say this more strongly. If you're looking at a condo, especially ones that are on the ocean, because this was on the ocean, walk into the garage, go over on a rainy day, walk that pool deck, look up and see, are there cracks in the building? What is going on with this building? When was it built? What issues have there been? Is there an engineering report? Call the city and see if there's any code violations. I mean, it really shone the light on a lot of questions that I think buyers are gonna start asking now from a safety standpoint. Um, I just, and probably things that you've been asking buy, all along I, as a realtor, you know, to ask those things, right? That you're, you're always looking at that. Those are not always questions that realtors ask though. And that's not the information that is provided. We have issues trying to sometimes just get the condo docs and not all realtors 
are that diligent either on the listing side and on the buy side. You know, trying to get condo docs, trying to get a seller disclosure. Is that seller disclosure actually disclosing what the seller knows? I mean, you know. So there's no state. So here, this is a good, good uh thing to note here if it's if there's any association condo or just a homeowners association we have so many days it's a default in the contract and you can change mm -hmm. it but so many days to provide uh all the docs and a resale certificate which is going oh, to them they have to give the budget all the i mean yeah. almost every i mean you could yeah. dig deeper and you would want to dig deeper and look for yourself and see if yeah. there's a big crack in the side of the yeah. building but yeah we um, have the condo and hoa addendums to provide all that information but here's the thing when was the last time you asked for an engineering report on a condo? Right. Yeah. Right? Never. Who would think to ask for an engineering report? I mean, it just isn't something that you would ask for. I and a lot of people, if they now. were, do people buy them new? They buy them new, right? From a builder, the condo type things. Oh, Does that, that happen? Well, yeah, on the new condos, but most of the condos here are not brand new. So, so they have maintenance, they have concrete restoration happening, saltwater intrusion and things like that, balconies being replaced. So I think now, um, you know, I think the consumer, buyer beware, ask a lot of questions. Um, and if you want certain reports, try and get those reports if they have them, you know, if you have any sort of concern, you know, because... The boards are volunteers and they do like to throw that back at everybody. We're volunteers. I know, but you volunteered. So what's going on? You know, ask if there's been any chit chat at the pool. Hey, has anybody been talking about assessments coming up or, you know, things that need to be done that aren't being done? Like be nosy. That's how I feel. Yeah. About and it. an assessment for anybody, people that don't know that is you're, you're paying some fee every month because they've averaged out how much it costs to run everything and you pay that per month. But then if they don't have money budgeted for something like here, if we have a really bad snow year, usually everybody gets some assessment for some extra right. snow plows or something. Or if they didn't budget for a new roof on that right. building, it might not even be your building. It might be the building over there, but still you're going to get a bill for 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever the case may be yeah. so assessments are really really important and to look at that stuff especially with surfside a realtor who was, is surfside was um had approved a very 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 large assessment if you go back and read the assessment i think it ranged from eighty thousand dollars a unit on up to like like 120 or something it was substantial and so the one thing that I will say is if you're buying a condo, remember this, you have a single family home typically now. Most people are buying condos, they have a single family home. If you don't, maybe you, you'll understand this better. That doesn't preclude you from not maintaining your building when you move into a condo. And I think this is part of what happens is people move in, and they go, well, I don't, I don't want to pay for that roof. I don't, right. I don't want to pay for the pool. I don't want to pay for that concrete restoration. And the maintenance fees each month are too low. So the reserves are not maintained properly. So there's a lot, I think, that we're going to see happen coming out of this in regard to how these associations are going to be handling these assessments and reserves. 
But the buyer has to understand that this is a group effort. Like if you were still in your single family home and you had a roof issue or a leak, you'd hire someone to fix it. If your pool was leaking, you would hire someone to fix it. If your driveway was chunked up, you would hire someone. It's no different than in a condo. You're just splitting it with all the other people in the building. So yeah, I think that, that that point doesn't sometimes hit people or or it doesn't even again and great. They think it's going to be more maintenance, the maintenance free lifestyle, which is kind of how it's sold. And it is for some you're not mowing and shoveling snow and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. But they don't think that when this elevator goes bad, I got to pay for one if there's fiftieth no of this elevator. If there's no money in the reserves, like I know people right now who've had to slap down 70 grand to do concrete restoration, balcony issues, um, rebar. Um, I'm trying to think what else, what else? Ripping out walls because things are not well in the general area. So buyer beware, know that there could be some hefty assessments. And the problem is it's not everybody can afford them. Yeah. And the like problem is if you that. think you're going to sell when that assessment, the assessment comes and you're like, I'm going to sell it. Well, no, you got to put it you in that disclosure <laughs> that's coming and nobody <laughs> wants to buy that thing. You have yeah. to disclose. Exactly. Totally. So it sounds like for around the 250-ish, um, which is our average price up here, if somebody's selling an average home up here and they're moving down there for equal money, they're going to probably get some kind of condo situation to yeah, the bedroom. Exactly. Condo, um, villa, or townhouse. Okay. And then for the 500, you're getting into the single family realm and then up to the million-ish, you're getting gated community possibly with the yeah. country club and atmosphere. Course, in all of those, like the, you know, you could get like a $500,000 condo or a million dollar condo or whatever it is. So yeah. But sure, I mean, sure, we definitely yeah. got price points all over the place down here. And then for that, what was that 24? What was the upper end you said was listed right now? Oh, that was, was like that a thing? $24 million one. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, that's fun. I'm going to have to let Derek What is down. that? Is that on some like little peninsula? That was a single that... family home. I can look real quick. I think it was in Royal Palm here. In is there a certain area where those like really expensive ones tend to be where people like to be close oh, to each other? Oh, we've got so many high-end Stars buy in a certain place or something? <laughs> There's a lot of different uh, luxury communities here, so which is kind of cool. <laughs> I like you it look when that up, you could... open houses. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Totally. You probably a lot more cool now. houses to look at down there. Yeah, that's on my list moving forward uh, for fourth quarter is to start doing more with the luxury homes here as far as uh, doing some showcasing. So stay tuned. Yeah, like Yogi, he does a lot of the luxury stuff, I feel like, um, on Clubhouse. So if you could do anything other than what you're doing right now, um, what would you be doing? And you can't say oh laying on the gosh. beach, that doesn't count. <laughs> what would I do? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Any other profession? I'm trying to think, what would I do? Um, probably... You know, I really love doing my blog. I love blogging. I love traveling and I love doing reviews and 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 really having fun with that, you know? So I, I think that's gonna be an area where I'm gonna really continue to grow because I can go anywhere in the world and do that. And I think that's a lot of fun and I can do it with my family. 
and I'm, you know, very, you know, love hanging out with my girls and my husband. And um, I think that's pretty cool. I'd love to say something really kind of cool and sexy, but honestly, I, I just love hanging out with my family and traveling. So that's the best thing. Know. That's what, uh, that's what everybody has said so far. And that's pretty much what I say. So oh, that's Jen funny. Mabry said, I want to say she said like being art, it was something kind of close to this. Then Antonio, you know, definitely said I would blog and travel and write about yeah. eating and food and family and all that yeah. stuff. You said it. And I would be a, I said I would be a photographer, a videographer for like Red Bull or something because oh, I like go. I'm very creative, but also I like that stuff. And you people always forget that that dude's climbing up that mountain or skydiving or whatever. But somebody's up above him who already went there with a big pack of stuff on, got up That's there cool. and is filming him. So you those guys are plus you get the whole creative thing. So we're kind That's of like true. all in the leisure and documenting yeah. the fun basically yeah. is what it is. Very yeah, true. That's awesome. So tell everybody who will be listening on iTunes later, because it is going to be an audio format. Tell people that are listening how to find you. Read all your stuff aloud. Oh, yeah. So you can find me at SoBoca, S3O's Boca on Instagram, on uh, my blog, SoBoca.com. I have a Facebook page. Uh, my YouTube channel is actually under my name, Michelle Bolasari, but that's all SoBoca stuff. I just never switched it. I have SoBoca Stories podcast. And I recently added something really fun, which is called The Weekend List. So every Friday, we update uh, the weekend list under local events on the blog. And it's all fun things to do in our community. And um, yeah, so that's how you can find me. I'm pretty much anywhere. If you pop in hashtag SoBoca, everything will come up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And nobody's going to steal it either because you've staked your claim on it. And it it, rang, it that, rings too. It's got a certain ring to it. It's also trademarked, so they can't steal uh, it. <laughs> there you go. And I've seen all your merch. There's merch you can get and everything. So everybody has merch. to check that out. There we go. I got the merch on. <laughs> oh, it's on right now. Nice. I got the merch. I've got Clubhouse merch on. Oh, there, there's, there's, there's my, there we go. There we go. <laughs> nice. I got it all. And I'll, oh, I'll leave that scrolling for everybody. There we go. Oh, water. Nice. No, oh, it's koozie. a koozie. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. I'll <laughs> leave that all. up and it'll also be in the description. I'll have the Facebook and the Thank Instagram you. and everybody can find everything in there. Yeah. Find the website and Get everything. Me up down here. Yeah. If you're going to move here, you want information, I'm happy to help you guys out. Yeah, totally. And, and anywhere near there, if it's somewhere close in a few hours and you're not sure or something, hit me up. I'll send you over to Michelle and she can help yeah. you out or I'll plan a vacation too. That's why I like talking to the realtors. They're the best tour guides even if you're oh, traveling yeah. somewhere and you just need a tour guide look on i won't say the look on a website find a realtor who seems to be selling a lot of stuff and call them and ask them where to eat and all that stuff and they'll know everything well, i'll tell you, you what i've got a great friend over um in naples pinky nose naples you may know her she is like the naples go-to so she's she's my go-to there but i'll tell you what um those of us that really love where we live and um spend time where we live and showcase where we live you know we know the best restaurants we know the fun things happening you know and uh you know i will tell you one of my favorite barbecue spots is in deerfield beach it's called papa sauce and it's right on the side of dixie highway and i absolutely love it it's like my fave you know and i love finding like hidden gems you know like that and we are foodies in our family my um oldest daughter is on tiktok kylie Bellasari doing cooking and um so like we're always talking food 
So, and nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you have to work with a local realtor who's going to yep. know all those things, especially somebody that's been living there for a long time. And we've got about 55 seconds to finish this out. So I want to thank you for being here. I want to remind everybody to reach out to me, call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We still need inventory pretty bad, but it has died down slightly here uh, for buyers to get back out there and start listening. Thank you everybody for watching and listening. Thank you for Michelle for being here and uh, goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye, Michelle. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.